you're listening to Podiatry Marketing, conversations on building a successful podiatry practice with Tyson Franklin and Jim McDonald. Hi, I'm Tyson Franklin and welcome back to Podiatry Marketing. With me today is Big Jim Mack. How are you doing today, Jim? Tyson, I'm doing well. Better than I deserve, though. Better than you deserve. I didn't actually introduce you as my co-host. So you are my co-host, Big Jim McDonald. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. You're my number one co-host, if I remember correctly. So uh, that's what you yeah, said last keep, week. Keep on, yeah, we'll keep on spreading that rumor around. Hopefully, we can be, have you become like the internet's number one podiatry podcast. You know, co-host. I co-host. Think, so. yeah, number one co-host. Does well, that make you number reality, two then? Yeah, I mean, you're also the number one host, I guess, with the Podiatry Legends podcast. So uh, I guess we get to, uh, we're, we're battling, you know, you're battling yourself for that top spot. Yeah, it was around 250 at the moment in Podiatry Legends. So so time flies yep. when you're having fun. Having a great time. What is our topic of discussion today? Yeah, so today we're going to touch base about how trust grows your reputation and your practice. So I think it's uh, it'll be a fun topic to jump into today. Especially talking about trust, because as we're recording this at the moment, you cannot see me on the video. It's just a blank screen in front of you. So as far as you know, I am sitting here like a mature adult while we're doing this recording, <laughs> and my pants aren't down around my ankle and I'm dancing around. <laughs> uh, now, now, now I can see you, so uh, uh, I, I can confirm. I can confirm that uh, you're fully clothed, so that I, I feel much better. Sorry for the next like twenty or twenty-five minutes. Ah, uh, jeez, I just had to say it because we were talking about that beforehand. Okay, we're talking about trust. <laughs> yeah, so speaking of trust, uh, I think one of the big takeaways that um, it it makes sense, but not a lot of people you know have time to think about it. People are busy in practice; they're they're doing their thing, they're taking care of patients, but. We really need to get back to kind of what does build trust uh, for a practice? Um, what builds the reputation of your practice to get those new patients to come to come see you? And you know, I would say that the first thing that trust is not, or you know, what's what's really important to get uh, you know, kind of to understand is really that you know, it's not what you say about your practice; uh, it's what others say about mm. you that's important. And you know, whether that's on your website or around town. You definitely want to be an advocate for yourself, and that's really important. But you know, what's golden is when other people are singing your praises. So I think that's kind of uh, the theme of kind of what I'm going to get into a bit today. Yeah, because I do. I always get concerned when I see a business, and they'll say part of their marketing will be we're the most trustworthy, whatever the business is. And I'm like, if you have to tell me you're trustworthy, I don't trust you. <laughs> yeah, having some other people to back you up. I know it seems. Like, yeah, they're trying to say we're trustworthy, but I I feel it has a negative result when they say it. But if other people are saying it, like through reviews or just word of mouth, then it has a completely different, then then it it seems real. No, I think you're completely right there. You have to have some backup. I think it's good to be confident and portray that you are the expert. And there's ways of doing that in an authentic way that don't seem extremely boastful, but it has to be balanced um, by showing. Um, by building that trust and showing uh, other people kind of lending you trust, like whether it be on your website and other places, and we'll get into some of those forms of ex- how other people can extend trust to you. Um, but I would say that it all, you know, building trust in your reputation obviously starts with providing great care. Um, and that, you know, whether you have, um, you know, the best marketing, the, the fanciest looking clinic, you know, you drive the fastest, you know, most expensive car. Uh, unless you're providing a high level of care to your patients, 
and they understand um, that, that you are providing that care. Um, the rest of the stuff doesn't really matter, to be honest, uh, because if you're not providing great care, that's going to shine through any type of, you know, shine or um, obfuscation of like your, the marketing that you provide. So that that's really important step number one. And I'm sure uh, you, you can understand that, Tyson. <laughs> so you say, so the first thing basically is if you don't provide good podiatry care, it doesn't matter what you say or what anybody else says about you, people will come into your clinic and they'll never come back again because they won't they won't trust you because you, you cause them harm instead of looking after them. <laughs> I remember going to a dentist yeah. once, or oh, the dentist I see now, and when I saw her, I said, look, I just want to let you know, and you probably heard this before, I don't like dentists. And I said, and the reason I don't like dentists is because they, they hurt. You know, they, it's, it's never comfortable. You never go there going, well, hey, scale and clean, can't wait. And I, I do remember her like putting a hand on my shoulder and saying, I promise I won't hurt you. And then in brackets, she proves, then she said, as much as what the others have previously. And <laughs> But she, sort of, she always lived up to that. She always knew that I was just a bit nervous and anxious and really took her time, probably spent a little bit more time with me. And over a period of time, now I go in there and I, I jokingly around say, ah, yeah, I'm fine. And, and she probably gets me through in and out a lot faster than what she used to. And when people ask me who's my dentist, I can easily say who it is and I do trust her. Now, that's a, that's a really great point because I think it is not only the, the quality of care or the type of care you provide, but what is your attitude and how compassionate are you to the patient's mm. needs? Like you said, like uh, whether it be good or bad, sometimes you have these people that are not necessarily great physicians, but they show a level of care and compassion for someone. Obviously, it'd be great if everyone provided the best care ever and it was also compassionate. But you know, someone could might provide amazing care, but they see that patient as a diagnosis. They walk in and out of the clinic or out, out of the clinic treatment room in like two minutes. They don't make they don't answer questions or they don't make the patient feel like they were heard. So when I say providing excellent care, it isn't just like being clinically sound. It's also, you know, providing that patient with that experience where they where they feel like you're worthy of that trust and you listen to them and then you 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 kind of help propel them in the direction of of getting better. Um, you know, then that is really really important. Well, it's no different if someone was treating an ingrown toenail and you were just doing, you know, like routine care and they had a bit of an ingrown toenail, you, it's almost impossible to treat that ingrown toenail without inflicting some form of discomfort if it's if it's pierced the skin or, or in some way. But, in, but reassuring the patient that I'm going to do my best to limit the amount of discomfort that you're going to have and you take your time and you're not rushing the patient because patients can see when you're rushing. They can tell if they've been to you three or four times before and they can tell what your mannerisms like and then the next time you're running behind so you think, oh, I'm going to speed up with this patient, they can pick that you're rushing and therefore I think your trust level drops a little bit if you don't give, provide that same amount of care every time they come in. Yeah, I think consistency is really, really important, uh, not only with the care you provide but also just the your mannerisms and how you treat somebody, uh, whether you're running behind or you're running ahead or you're right on time. Uh, like you said, patients will pick up on that. So you just really need to, uh, you know, it's, it is that communication and the way that you treat people with compassion that just uh, consistently is what really matters there. And um, for that first point, you know, second point being, I think you really need to uh, develop, uh, you know, 
uh, mutual respect and relationships with other healthcare providers, right? Whether this is serving committees at your local hospital, maybe it's you know helping uh, a physio down the road with certain things, building these bonds and this mm. network of healthcare professionals um, is also a way of, of growing your reputation in your local community, but also uh, you know building trust. So you know whether that's sending a someone sends you a referral, um, providing a letter, a referral letter back to them saying, hey, thank you for sending this patient they were diagnosed with this thing or we're treating them in this way. Uh, it just shows that you're kind of going the extra mile, not only just to like do it because, you know, you feel like you have to, but, you know, kind of developing a bond uh, and kind of a network of trusting healthcare providers um, over time, it's just, a, it's just good for your own reputation. Then you become that local expert uh, of the foot and ankle or whatever kind of niche within podiatry with these other healthcare providers. And maybe, um, you know, they'll send you people in the future, but also they'll talk well about you and the care you provide to some of their colleagues. Maybe it's uh, an, an internal medicine doctor you become friends with who has a group of other, you know, 10 other doctors in their office. And they ask, you know, I know you send people to this physician. Why do you send them there to that podiatrist? Um, what is he like? It's just a, a way of um, providing value to your community, other healthcare providers. Um, it's just a really win-win situation there when you network uh, with other healthcare providers and provide value to them. Yeah, and, it, and it's something that you build up over time. You're not going to have this fantastic relationship within a week or within a month. So it's something you're going to build up over six months, a year. Sometimes it takes years to develop that relationship. But I think from a patient's point of view, there's nothing better than if there's a, another health professional healthcare professional in your area who is very well respected you know you see them in the newspaper the media and you know they're respected and then you see you'll see your patients will see you with them talking it could be at a sporting event it could be something else and they straight away if you're aligned with somebody else who already has a lot of respect and is quite trustworthy it just rubs off on you but you've got to build your rapport with them they've got to trust you first before they let you into their circle no, that's that's very right. You have to like they're they're not going to be willing to like you know if you have a lunch and learn with them that one time and you yeah. expect like a flood of referrals, <laughs> that's you know you're you're you got to like people know what feels transactional, what feels real. So it's it's finding those ways to develop those real uh, network, uh, you know, networking relationships with people um, to help them understand that you're not just in it for the transaction. You're in it to help the patient. You're help. You're there to help them. Um, treat their patients better and you are that local expert. So I think that's that's really important. The, the next point I think is really important is it's on a similar line and we think we talked about this maybe in a previous podcast, but it's that kind of non-medical professionals um, or you know people that other places where your ideal patients go um, to seek uh, advice or counsel or some expertise. You know the, the most common example of this to me is I, let's say you like to treat runners. So having good relationships with not only um, you know the medical professionals like physios and other people that treat runners, but also that local shoe store or the race director at the local marathon. Yeah. Uh, maybe it's some other uh, people um, you know that, that treat runners, or you know maybe it's a massage therapist. You know, so it's not necessarily like another doctor, but someone kind of in that scope that might be giving advice to runners if they have uh, a painful heel or an ingrown toenail. Just you know providing value to those folks, whether it's a night where you discuss marathon injuries for free at the local running shoe store. Uh, just, you know, maybe it's doing something in, in concert with uh, 
the um, the race director or the local marathon a night um, a, a, of a learning uh, opportunity for them to run about running injuries or something. So there's a lot of ways to build out your network um, the outside of the healthcare professionals that can add real value uh, to to kind of build that reputation and trust that you have in your pra- the people have in your practice. Yeah, and it does have an accumulative effect over a period of time with your professional and also your non-professional uh, referrers or the the people you connect with. When I think back to my clinic, I think most of the at the time you know, the people that are on the local council, our local members of parliament, our federal members of parliament, uh, the mayor of the town, they were all patients in our of our clinic, but they didn't all come in that first week or that first month. It was it was connecting with people, whether they're professional referrers or people who, you know, the, the local masseuse, connecting with all these people over a period of time because they then talk to other people and then word of mouth gets around that you, it comes back to what you said about providing good care right at the start. No, exactly. And I think you touched on the point that uh, that's really important is that there is, there's kind of some, there's different forms of, of word of mouth now in the digital age, but that, you know, that word of mouth from whether that's your, you know, your local representative uh, in government or the the masseuse, the running shoe store owner. You know, these people are kind of multipliers, right? Like you, a running shoe store person probably, you know, that own, someone that owns a running shoe store probably sees, you know, there's 50 or 60 people coming into their store just to buy shoes every day, but maybe there's three or four people each day that have some kind of foot problem they're trying to fix or something they want to get over and they need to be seen some, by somebody. So, you know, these are uh, really important kind of word of mouth opportunities uh, to kind of get who you are out there. Um, there's also these kind of digital word of mouth opportunities. And that's like you touched on previously and we've talked about in some previous podcasts. You know, these are patient reviews. Yeah. Um, these are, you know, patient testimonials where, you know, like we talked about, you definitely want to, uh, you know, be confident, not be shy about the care you provide. But, you know, when you back up um, some of these, you know, claims that you make with patients saying similar things uh, or even sometimes sometimes patients will say things uh, in a more relatable way than even you could have imagined, right? They just, they just, since they are the patient, they know how you made them feel and they can express yeah. it. You know, when we're trying to imagine how we make other people feel, sometimes, you know, as much as we want to get in the patient shoes, sometimes it's a little tough, but, you know, sometimes when you review those Google reviews or those, uh, you know, WebMD reviews or those health grade reviews, you can really understand the impact you're having on people and then it, it can change the way, you know, maybe you display those things um, on your website. You display those things with permission in some of your advertising uh, online. It's just a way of really connecting with people and the ways that they want to be spoken to uh, and kind of sharing their experiences about you just really speaks volumes. I think that's something that uh, I don't always see enough like on, on clinic websites, to be honest. I think I see a lot of, you know, written copy and physician biographies and uh, and those things are, can be beneficial. I'm not saying those are bad, but I think it really, you know, having those things on a website um, just really s- speaks to people that want to be treated by someone that cares, um, that's a high level professional that other people have seen in the local community that have treated things that they have. And there's no better better way to express that sometimes than with reviews or patient testimonials. Yeah, so I know in Australia we can't do that. We're not allowed to throw them on our website at testimonials. So, but in America, for example, when someone puts a testimonial up, are they allowed to use their full name, or do they have to put Jim M? Can they put actually uh, Jim McDonald? 
Are they allowed to? I think sometimes they're. I think it's going to be sometimes uh, varied by state. There's yeah. definitely, I think, some states that don't necessarily allow it. But I think if you do have a written release from a patient uh, that says they're they're okay with you using their their full name, I think you know sometimes to, to protect, um, you know, even to you know some some physicians or some people will feel differently. And like you said, sometimes it makes more sense to use Jim M or yeah. something that's a little bit more anonymizing uh, than uh, a full name, but. There are definitely different, it kind of varies by state and kind of the comfort level of the clinic and of the patient, I think, is important to take into account. Yeah, I suppose it depends on the profession, doesn't it? Like if you're a defense attorney, you don't want to put, geez, he's, <laughs> he's got me off for the third time I didn't go to prison, Jim McDonald. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that, Jim that's, a benef- <laughs> that's a beneficial thing about, uh, and most of the patients we treat aren't, uh, wanted by law enforcement or spending yeah. time uh, behind bars. Most but I mean, them. there's sometimes we have some patients like that. Um, but uh, well, you what know, you were uh, saying though not- about, oh, before you get on to the last point, but what you were saying sure. about whether it's a patient review and you can picture one patient talks to another patient and that patient says something positive about it. They said, oh, Jim yeah, was my podiatrist. He was great. Oh, okay. The next thing they, they go down the shoe shop and they're, and they're looking at shoes and they said, oh, maybe you should see a podiatrist. There's a guy, Jim, that you should see. Oh, okay, yeah, I've heard, I've heard about him. Then they go to the doctor and the doctor says, I'm going to refer you to a podiatrist. Uh, or maybe, have you thought about seeing a podiatrist? Well, I've heard about this guy called Jim. And the doctor all of a sudden will go, well, actually, I've heard they're good. And to me, that's, that, that's why it's, it's not just one layer of trust. It's, it's these multiple layers of trust from different areas. And when you hear it from more than one place, it must be true. I think that's a really excellent point. It's kind of like that multi-touch point, right? I think we've talked about this a little bit in the past about online visibility or just even visibility of not only yourself, but also the, the, the quality of care or the type of care you provide. Yeah. Because we always, being in our practice all the time when we're doing the ingrown toenails or doing the sports medicine or doing the diabetic foot care, we know what we do. So it doesn't feel like we really, and not that we're totally self-conscious about it, but if we keep saying, you know, we're the diabetic foot care specialist, you know, the more we say that when we say it out loud to ourselves, we're hearing it every single time. But like you said, you know, maybe that local healthcare provider didn't know you did that or the local patient or the, you know, the, the medical supply place didn't know that they have a podiatrist who is skilled in the, in the, with this type of, of care. Yeah. And when we say it out loud to all these people three times, yeah, it was three times for us, but for each of those person, it was only once. So multi, multiple touches, more visibility, hearing it from different sources like you talked about, whether it's it popped up on Google Ads, they saw the your website, they talked to their primary care doctor, they talked to their, their friend who has a running shoe store. Like you said, those things are exponential ways of building that trust and reputation as opposed to just like some random person you know just there's there's two reviews on google right and that's the only place they saw was you know one of two reviews one of which is like a a one-star review you have to be every trying to be everywhere is impossible but being in those places where the people are taking advice right or people they respect and already trust and that are help lend that trust to you in your practice is huge yeah, it's but healthcare is one thing, but it's no different to what you're buying. Like I, I recently bought a, a DJI microphone, and I've been looking at this thing for a long period of time, and I was thinking, oh, should I get this one? Or should I get that one? I'm not sure what to get. But then all of a sudden, other people and other 
platforms that I trust, the information that comes from there, all of a sudden we're talking about this particular one that I was looking at getting. Once I saw it three, four, five different people from complete different areas, so there was no influence from the other one, all saying the same thing, I went, I'm now convinced that that is the microphone that I want to buy. It was like when we bought this one, the one that we use here on the podcast. I've been looking at this pod, this microphone for a while. Other people have told me it was great. And then you went and bought one. I had microphone envy. <laughs> and uh, then I had to go and get one as well. So if people ever see the video, they'll see we've got the same microphones. So it is, healthcare is going to work. I think when it comes to your health, it's even more important that these different layers sort of overlap each other. Yeah, I think they overlap and there has to be some continuity there, right? Like mm. you want to have it be as, as seamless as possible. I think we talked a little bit of, as well, right? Like if someone's saying you're the most amazing person ever, you're the best podiatrist in town, and they go to your website and it looks like it was built in 1999 with just basic HTML and like flashing GIFs on it and uh, <laughs> doesn't really, you know, doesn't really, there's a bit of a disconnect between this. They said this person was amazing but their online presence looks like it's from 1999. Uh, yeah, it just there's a disconnect there. And the more ways you can keep those different um, inputs kind of like on a similar level and positive, uh, the better off you're going to be uh, at, at having that patient, you know, not only come in and see you, but then also have a great experience and then hopefully spread that word to other people in your local area. So you said that you had uh, one last point. Yeah, so the last point, is, and it's similar to the, the, the kind of previous one, is that not only is it important to have those, um, you know, patient testimonials or what patients are saying about you, but, you know, there is some benefit of displaying uh, your expertise in some different ways. I'd say number one is, uh, you know, if you're part of some different podiatry associations or professional organizations, having those be front and center on your website, especially your homepage, is super important. Uh, people trust organizations, you know, obviously if you're board certified or have certain skills that set you apart from other podiatrists locally, you know, those are things you want to put on display and kind of have those symbols of trust speak for you. A symbol like that's going to be much more than, you know, three paragraphs about your surgical training or um, how you ha make the best orthotics. They're not going to want to read that, but if yeah. they see a symbol that looks official that says you have, you know, they can kind of infer that you have those skills. Um, it's going to be a very powerful thing. And something we've touched on a lot in the past as well, along with these logos and these symbols, is that just have authentic photos of you doing exactly the type of care you want to provide. It's I, I keep hammering on this, and maybe you know, definitely email into the podcast if you're tired of me mentioning this. Like maybe every four to five weeks, like you talked about, you know, people can people are very savvy these days, right? The internet's been around long enough that they know it's what what's authentic and what's genuine. Yeah, and by you know, you really build trust about, you know, you build trust in people's expectation. You know, you help generate expectations, build trust that you're going to be the best per person to do a certain thing or provide a certain treatment or, you know, provide treatment to a certain type of patient by showing it, not mm. by talking about it, by showing it. And I think, you know, with those symbols, with, with authentic photos, you just really speak to people on a visual level, um, more like a visual storytelling than a than a written or oral storytelling. I think it can be a huge boon for uh, building that trust and building the reputation in your practice and all that great care that you provide. Well, I think they were fantastic points. And if anyone 
is listening to this, I would go back and just listen again, especially if you're driving in the car and you weren't able to take notes. Just go through what we've spoken about and list them down and just go, am I touching all these bases? Am I, am I looking at this? And it's something that you should probably sit down with your team and go over and go, are we... What what's our trust level with all these different areas, and what can we do to improve upon this, or or have even more connections in the different areas? No, I think that's a great point. And like you talked about, sometimes just asking your patients certain things, right? Like you know, your patients are the kind of best bellwether, and you know whether it be showing up in reviews or what people tell you in the clinic. You know, sometimes people are happy to give provide a little bit of feedback, and I think this is, uh, you know, you know, it's also kind of who's who's appointing in your practice, right? Like, are you do you have images of you treating runners and you're still not getting runners? You know, there's ways to kind of, you know, diagnose and, and adjust your strategies, right? Like, so um, there's no one simple way that's going to work for everybody. But if you're consistent about putting the right messaging out there, you know, providing great care, you know, networking with people, both healthcare professionals and non-healthcare folks in your local area, um, you're going to generate that digital and, and kind of regular word of mouth to help build that trust and reputation. So, you know, Tyson and I are here. We're always open to your questions, your feedback. If there's ways that we can, you know, provide you some, some help along the way. We're happy to do so, but I, I really enjoy this, this conversation we had today, Tyson, on this topic. And uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to the next one. No, it was fun. And uh, I look forward to talking again next week, Jim. So look at plan. Okay, bye. Bye, Tyson. Thanks for listening to Podiatry Marketing with Tyson Franklin and Jim McDonald. Subscribe and learn more at Podiatry Marketing. That's the website address, podiatry.marketing.